Good morning. Good morning. Glad to see you here today. Uh, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open up to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. That's where we'll be in just a few minutes. Just a very few minutes. Well, Christmas time is upon us again. Can you believe it? It is less than three weeks away. It is, what, 19 days away from right now. It is coming, and it seems to keep coming faster and faster and faster every year. Anybody with me? Yes, I mean, it just keeps on coming. And you know how it is, the, uh, uh, the songs start playing on the radio, and you know before too long people start decorating. Some of you have probably had your trees up since before Thanksgiving, and you know, you know what they, they say about that, every time a tree goes up before Thanksgiving, a reindeer kills an elf. Um, so don't do it. Don't do that. That's not what you're supposed to do, but you know, some people like that, they get in the... Get in the festive mood early. At my house, we have been watching The Grinch since July. I finally took it and hit it because I didn't want to see it anymore. I didn't want to see The Grinch anymore. But it's that time of year. I mean, it is, it's here. You know, and the, the music is playing on the radio, and Christmas cards have started to arrive at my house. None from you. But they've started to... To, to show up in my mailbox, and you know, you, you're getting them too, and you're hearing all the music, and it's just, uh, you know, it's really, it's, it's one of uh, my, my favorite, it's one of my absolute favorite times of year is, is Christmas, but this time of year also has the potential to be very, very stressful. Can I get an amen from those of you who think it's kind of stressful? Good. And that's what we're going to talk about. And we've talked about this before. As a matter of fact, today's message is one that's really practical, and I like to preach it every year at Christmas time, although I haven't done it in a couple of years because we were doing the story last year. But it's very practical because I think right at the start, or at least of the month, I don't want to say just of the season because it's kind of been going for a few days, but right at the start of the month of December, it's important for us to, to get our minds in the right place. As we as we move through this uh, as we move through this this holiday uh, as we move through this holiday season, but you know we hear the we hear the songs on the radio, we read the cards, we hear people say different things to us that we normally wouldn't say during any other time of the year. Uh, we wish glad tidings. Now, does anybody else wish somebody glad tidings the other eleven months of the year? We should start doing that just to see what happens. Just in June, say, hey, brother, glad tidings. See, see kind of what happens. But, you know, we start talking about glad tidings. We start talking about things like, like peace on earth. We sing silent night, holy night. We say Merry Christmas. You'll hear people say Happy Holidays. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and soon, soon all our troubles will be out of sight. And, and, and your laughter is telling, because you know as well as I do that for a lot of people, Christmas is not the most wonderful time of the year. It's one of the most stressful times 
of the year. Okay, because it's busy and we're going and we have all of these different things. And, you know, it's, it's tough for some people because, you know, you, you might be coming up on a, an anniversary of a loss. Or you're thinking about our, our loved ones who have, have gone away or we're, we've gone through some a difficult situation. And it's these kinds of times that, that can make it tough to, to, to deal with because it's just, you know, it brings out all these emotions. And it seems like we have so much more to cram into our schedule that it kind of gets us off kilter and we feel this anybody else feel the stress of Christmas before if you have just raise your hand a little bit good so I'm not the only one well good well I've got a little a little checklist for us but before we do that I want to show you this here's one thing that really stresses Christians out right here when somebody writes Xmas boy people get upset about that and I've seen people do it I've seen some of you get upset about this Okay, and you can raise your hand if you want to or not. But I know some of you have gotten upset about this. But I want to alleviate that stress for you, okay? So if you see Xmas and you see somebody, you're hey, taking Christ out of Christmas. You know, it's easy to get upset. But I want to show you that it's actually still there, okay? So when you see Xmas, the X is the Greek letter chi, okay? It's like in the word hack, you know, real kind of a German sounding, that ach sound. So when you see X... For Xmas, that is the Greek letter chi, okay? Chi is the first Greek letter for the word Christos, which is what? Christ. So when you see Xmas, it's like the shorthand version of Christmas, okay? So there's one thing off your list right now. Yes, I, I know, I see some of y'all turning and pointing, okay? Breathe this side of the room. I can tell that was really bothering y'all, okay? But it's okay, Okay, and, and two, if that's something that's stressing you out, man, you, you really, you need to chill. <laughs> okay, just take it easy. Everybody take a deep breath. Okay, because, you know, there's a lot of other things that are really stressful. Here's, here's my list that I put together, and you can't really see it, but it says stressmas checklist. How many of you through the rest of the month, through Christmas and all that, how many of you will have to prepare like a big Christmas meal? Raise your hand. Christmas meal, good. Uh, some of you probably have more than one to prepare, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, so that adds a lot of stress. That adds a lot of time. You've got to go shop. You've got to do all the, the preparations, and you've got to get it ready and get it prepared and get it served and then clean it up and all of that stuff. Great, so yeah, we have meals to prepare, okay? How many of you will have to clean the house to get it ready for Christmas? Who's that? Who's got to do that? Yep, just, just about all of us. Those of you not raising your hands, I'm not coming to your house. All right? How many of you will have company visiting for Christmas? Anybody? Yeah, and you know what that's like. I mean, we love company, but after a few days, companies like fish, you know, it starts to stink, and you want them to go away. You want them to go back wherever it is they came from, okay? But that adds stress because you're, you're living uh, in, a, in a different way because you're entertaining and you've got to provide meals and you sort of feel like the social director in, in your own house. That can add, that can add just a, a little bit of stress. Uh, how many of you still have shopping to do? Raise your hand. Still have shopping to do for Christmas? Absolutely. I have not bought one thing so far. I, somebody just look, I saw you look at Bethany. Uh, yeah, I've not bought her Christmas present. I'll say it now. It's on the record. Um, mostly because she won't tell me what she wants. But I've not bought anything yet. So, yeah, we still have shopping to do, and that can be stressful. Uh, how many of you will be traveling 
through the holidays. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. These guys right here are going to be spending Christmas in Niagara Falls. How awesome is that? That would be really awesome. Uh, Tim's planning to go over it in a barrel, a Christmas barrel. Um, so he'll let us know how that goes. Sharon will video it. She'll post it to the website. It'll be awesome. But, uh, yeah, we've got you know, to travel. My family has a lot of traveling to do. Uh, beginning like the 20th, as soon as worship is over on the 20th is kind of when our travel schedule starts. And we'll leave that day and go and do Christmas, the big one, with her family. And then a couple of days later, we'll have Christmas with her mom and dad and brothers and sister and all of that stuff. And then we'll come back home and we'll be here. And then the day after Christmas, it's off to Chattanooga. We'll do it with my mom's side of the family in Chattanooga, and then we'll have to squeeze in one with, with my parents, and then there's my grandmother and my aunt on my, on my dad's side. And so there's just a lot of traveling in, in a short space, and you know, it's a lot of miles, it's a lot of people, it's a lot of uh, stress, you know, it just adds more and more to it. Uh, how many of you have Christmas parties that you will be attending? Yeah, all of us, Okay. And sometimes that means you have to buy a gift or you've got to prepare food. You've got to do these things and you can just sort of feel it building. Uh, how many of you still have to decorate at your house? Yeah, good. Not quite as many. Yeah, we still got a little bit of decorating to do. Now our tree is up and a couple of other things. And I hung the stockings with care the other day. And... Uh, but, you know, Bethany's got her ornament swap coming up, and that day, you know, I'll have to decorate more because I hang lights for her. Uh, and, you know, so there's still some of that to do that I know we've got to do. Uh, how many of you still have presents to wrap? Pretty much everybody, because you said you hadn't finished shopping yet, so I know that one, okay? Here's the thing about this one, I don't. I don't have any presents to wrap because I am horrible at it, okay? I'm not even allowed to wrap presents, I, I, my job, I would just put it in a Walmart sack and hand it to you. I mean, I, that, that's, that's, that's how I think wrapping should be done. It'd be much easier. Bethany can wrap like five presents in the time it takes me to wrap one. Okay, so I'm just not allowed to wrap presents because it just slows the whole process down. Uh, how many of you have blown your budget already? Yeah, that's easy to do. Okay, you have a certain amount of money that you set aside for Christmas. Okay, and then what happens? You see that one more thing that that person would really love to have. Or you think, you know what? This would be great for our family if we had this. I know we're over budget, but we'd really love to have whatever it might be. Okay, and so we go ahead and we spend. Okay, and, and again, that adds stress. That adds anxiety because you know, you know, especially if you pay with credit, you know there's a statement that is coming to you. Okay, and you know that you have on past your budget you've exceeded the amount you originally intended to spend so now then with all that in mind are you stressed out yet have I stressed you yet I mean is that what because that was my goal this morning to make everybody feel really really stressed out yes if you're with me if you're a little bit stressed raise your hand great have a great week we'll see y'all next Sunday uh, just leave you right there leave you like that <laughs> now that would be terrible but it's so easy it is so easy to get caught up in all of that other stuff, all of those things, all of those things that we have to do that we rush and we rush and we rush and we rush. And it, it's then we realize why Christmas can be one of the most stressful, 
anxiety-filled times of the year for people. I read a statistic this morning that said that 45% of Americans would rather not celebrate Christmas just due to the stress that goes into the preparation of it. Because there's all of these different things that, that go along with it. You know, and it, it makes me, at least, and it should make all of us, and I think it probably does, make us question, hey, do we have our priorities in the right place? You know what I'm saying? Are we really focused where we should be focused, or are we focused on, on other things that might be adding stress, that might be causing us anxiety? Well, today, today we're going to, we're going to look at a Christmas story, kind of. It's not exactly a birth narrative. It's not, uh, you know, the, the you know, way in a manger, no crib for a bed. It's not, it's not that kind of story that we're going to look at, but it is about the coming of Jesus. It is about an, an advent. Jesus was coming to the house of his good friends, uh, Martha and Mary, and they are waiting for him. And it's, it's in this story that we see a couple of things. One, we'll see a picture of what, a lot of us can be like when we're completely stressed out over the season and all the preparations and all of that stuff. And then on the other side of the coin, we see a model of a better way to handle the Christmas season as we anticipate the, the arrival, as we anticipate thinking, thinking about Jesus. So let's begin reading together. And we'll just take this one verse at a time and we'll read and we'll We'll talk about it a little bit. But this is a, an incredible story where Jesus is coming to visit in the home of, of Martha and Mary. Verse 38 says, While they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Can you imagine what that must have been like? Jesus is coming to your house. What would that be like? I mean, you would want to make sure that everything is perfect. You know, the house is clean and everything is straight and everything's put in the right place and the food is, is, is just absolutely cooked to perfection and you're cleaning and you're struggling. You want everything just right because it's Jesus. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. We want to give Jesus our best, right? Right? We want to give Jesus our best and so we're cleaning and we're ready for him and we're hollering, at the kids, you know, Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon. If you don't clean up, you're going to meet your doom. You know, you're just, you're ready, you know, waiting for Jesus. And then he arrives. Martha knows who Jesus is. It's not like a, a, a random happening that Jesus shows up. She knows who he is. She knows and recognizes that this is the Messiah. This is the Son of God. She's heard the story. She's been there. She recognizes that this is the most important man in the history of the world. This is Jesus. And she welcomes him into her home. And it goes on, and it says in verse 39, she had a sister named Mary 
who sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. Sat at the Lord's feet, just listening to what, what Jesus says. Jesus has arrived, and Mary stops what she's doing, and she goes in and she sits down at the feet of Jesus to listen. Now then, it's, it's safe to assume that Mary was probably helping Martha with the preparations, but when Jesus arrives, you know, he goes into, I guess, like the common area, the courtyard of the house, and he sits down and he begins to teach, and then Mary realizes what's going on, and she stops what she's doing, and she goes in, and she sits down at the feet of Jesus, and she's listening to what he has to say. She's listening to him teach, because just like her sister, she knows who Jesus is. She recognizes that this is the Messiah, that this is the Son of God, that this too, this is the most important man in the history of the world. And so she goes in and she begins to sit and, and listen to what Jesus has to say. Now then, this right here is where the story gets really interesting. Verse 40 says, But Martha was distracted by her many Tasks. That sounds like us, doesn't it? How many of us get distracted by all the different things that we have to do? We've just spent the previous 10 minutes talking about it. Talking about all the things that must take place in order for this holiday that we call Christmas to happen. All the places, all the shopping, all the preparation, all the travel, all the cleaning. Okay, It's easy to get distracted during this time of year. Okay, Jesus is at the house, he's begun to teach, and it says that Martha was distracted by all her many tasks, and she came up and she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. Now think about that for just a minute. Jesus is already in the house. He's already begun to teach, and Martha has the audacity to interrupt Jesus while he's teaching and complain. Okay, she's not coming in like throwing her feet or throwing herself down at his feet and worshiping Jesus. It's not like the woman who broke open the oil and massaged Jesus' feet in the middle of something, and, or the woman that busted into you know, Simon's house. She's interrupting Jesus while he's teaching in order to lodge a complaint. Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that my sister has left me to, to do all the work? Tell her to help me. I mean, it's like going up to Jesus. You know, Jesus, we're, we're so glad you're here. Do you have a sermon on laziness? You know, that, that's kind of what she's doing. She's complaining She's complaining really about Jesus because you don't care. And she's complaining about her sister. Tell her to help me because this is, this is important. She just left me here to, to, to do all the work, to, to, fend, to fend for myself. And Jesus responds to her. He says, Martha, Martha, 
you're worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary's made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, then, there, there's several things to, to consider there. She's just told Jesus off in front of everybody, which is always a good thing to do. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha. Now then, you, you can read it that way, kind of like a pathetic Martha, Martha. You're so worried. You're so upset. You're so distracted. And I think maybe a more faithful reading is, Martha, hey, Martha, pay attention. Look, you're, you're, you're worried. You're distracted. You don't even see what you're doing because you're busy and you're going here and there and you focused on this and you've got to take care of that. Martha, Put the spoon down. Listen to me. He's not saying that, that what Martha's doing is unimportant. He doesn't even tell her to stop. But he's saying what your sister is doing, that's, that's what really matters. And that's not going to be taken away from you. You see, in the, the, the midst of all of this, we're talking about temporal and we're talking about eternal. I mean, all the preparations, all the things that we just talked about, those are all temporary, are they not? I mean, we know that. We clean up so that we can mess up. Think about that. We clean up so we can mess up. And it's a vicious cycle. Okay, it's a vicious cycle. The things that we buy, how many of them are going to matter in five years? Those things are, are temporary. But Jesus is talking about eternal things. Our relationship with him is eternal. And what he's saying is that's not going to be, it's not going to be taken away from her. And see, and, and this is where it really, this is where the rubber really hits the road, and this is where it really applies to those of us that get caught up in that sort of cycle. She is so busy making the preparations and checking on the food and making sure the house is clean and making sure that everything is served right. She is so concerned with everything surrounding the visit of Jesus that she actually misses the visit with Jesus. Do you see that? And that's the same trap that you and I can fall into. If we find ourselves in that mode where all we're thinking about is the money we've got to spend, the places we've got to go, the food that has to be prepared, the house that has to be cleaned. If that's the only thing that's in front of us, we too will miss the visit. I don't want Jesus to have to say, Jason, hey, Jason, slow down. Take a breath. So what I would say this morning, the point is, is simply this. As the season ticks on, and you know that each day that it gets closer to Christmas, the, the stress level can just sort of amp itself up. 
especially if we're not prepared. What I would say is during the midst of this, this holiday season, do, do three things. And it's real easy to do. It's what our parents taught us to do before crossing the street. This Christmas season, when you feel stressed, stop, look, listen, and focus on the cross. When you feel that stress, just stop. Stop right where you are. Hit the pause button and take a deep breath. As a matter of fact, let's just, let's just do that together right now. Everybody just take a deep breath in. Exhale. One more deep breath in. Exhale. Doesn't that just feel better? Sometimes that's all it takes. Just, just stop. Just breathe. Breathe in the, the goodness of God. Exhale the, the, the stress that the world and all of this stuff is, is putting on us. And then once you stop, take a look around. Take a look around you and realize what it is that really matters. It's our relationships with our family and, and with our friends. It's our relationship with, with, with Jesus Christ and, and how much he's done. And then listen. Listen as, as God says, be still and know that I am God. Listen, as Scripture says, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. So when that stress, you know, when it ramps up, do those things. Stop, look, listen, and focus on the cross. Now, you know, the experts, they have all kinds of suggestions for how you can manage stress. You know, they're, they're pretty good, you know. Uh, plan ahead, stay on budget, listen to, to soothing music, you know, don't punch out your relatives, you know, those kinds of things. But none of those are more important than focusing on Jesus. And so that's the encouragement to us this, this first Sunday of December. As we are hurtling along toward December 25th, that'll be here in less than three weeks. And we have so much ahead of us that has to be done. And it's not that those things are, are unimportant. But let's not fall into the trap of giving them the place of most importance in our lives. That is reserved only for Jesus. Stop, look, listen, and focus on the cross. That's the encouragement to us this morning, and always. So if you're kind of wrestling with that, you're living in the tension of that, that, that stress, that anxiety, why not start today? Inhale the goodness of God and exhale the anxiety that our society puts on us during this season. Inhale the presence of Christ. Exhale all of that stuff, all of that worry, all of that negativity, everything else, and just give that all to God. Give it to Jesus because He cares for you. Maybe you need to meet Jesus. Maybe you need to give your life to Him, confess that He is Lord, and be baptized into His name. You can do that today. You can begin your relationship with Him right now.
But maybe you're carrying a burden or something else that's going on in your life and you're not sure how to deal with it. You know what? Give it to the Lord. Let Him take it. Let Him alleviate whatever it is. But whatever you do, just stop where you are. Take some deep breaths. Look around and evaluate what is most important. Listen to what God is telling you and then focus on the cross. If we can help you, if we can baptize you into the name of Jesus this morning, why don't you come while we stand and while we sing? We